Hey guys, today we're going to answer a question from a listener. She wrote to us, help, I just found out I'm pregnant and the four I have is already overwhelming. How do I keep everything together and still be able to run my home and my business? My kids are age six to one. What am I going to do with another baby? Hi, welcome to a Simplified and Fabulous Mom Life podcast. I'm Jennifer McDaniel pro-organizer, capsule wardrobe stylist, and functional home designer. As a mom of four, I realize how quickly things get out of control and how important it is to prioritize how your home functions and how it makes you feel. So if you're ready to find solutions to the stressors in your home and make room for the things that are really important, listen in and let's get started. Blessings to you, my dear listener. I'm sorry you're feeling so overwhelmed, but congratulations. Babies are always such a blessing, and I I truly just love babies. Uh, first thing I would do is to start with the things that are causing me the most stress. That's what I do. I go into whatever space I'm in, what is causing me the most stress. Is it the surfaces? Is it the floor? Is it a specific category of something? Is it the dishes? What is causing you the most stress, mama? What is it? (laughs) Uh, A lot of times it's the laundry. Laundry just kind of piles up in every single room if we're not careful and it'll take over everything. So here's my system I would do for laundry. I use mix and match pieces and my kids have a week's worth of clothing, two to four pairs of shoes. You can get it that simple. It just takes a little bit of thought and a lot of getting rid of things. I keep, it keeps it from being overwhelming and it's super easy to pack for a trip or anything that you have coming up. It's if, if all your clothes are mix and match, then it's really easy to do school pictures or family photos or whatever else you have coming up. Um, you're going on vacation, whatever you have coming up in whatever season you're in. If your kids clothes are mix and match, just keeps it simple. You don't have to stress about it. Simplify your sheets and towels two sheets per bed, two towels per person, two towels per day in the kitchen, or really whatever you typically use. If you are a paper towel free home, then you're going to use a lot more actual towels in the kitchen than you are in um, when you use paper towels. So keep in mind, how much are you going to use in one week? If you had everything that you used just in one week, it's not so overwhelming. But when you add in that second week and that third week of stuff, it does feel like you're drowning in clothing and belongings. So simplify it down to what you use in a week and it instantly takes away a ton of stress. So that's number one, I would start with the laundry. I would just also simplify every space in the house so it's easy to maintain. If your coffee table or your living room is decorated in such a way that it makes it difficult to tidy it and keep it cleaned, then maybe you have too much that's supposed to be in there. Maybe you need to declutter that space and simplify it. Maybe it doesn't look like clutter, it looks like decor, but when you add in the things that the people in the room are using, then it feels like clutter. So maybe think about that. What in your house is feeling like clutter, even if it's supposed to be decor? Is it feeling like clutter? When I had little ones and three toddlers, I got rid of all of my decor. I just cleared it all out. I didn't have hardly anything out on the coffee table. In fact, I got rid of the coffee table and traded it for an ottoman because it was three little kids running around. 
they were going to bump into things. And I had two older kids. So it was three little kids and two older kids. And I had a coffee table that just felt dangerous. So I got rid of the coffee table. I put a little tray on top of a big ottoman. And that made it so that we had extra seating. We had a place the kids could play a game if they wanted to. They could sit around the ottoman and play a game. They could um, play hide and seek, do a puppet show with it. <laughs> it just made for a lot of fun options. So think about what furniture pieces, maybe your furniture pieces are all open storage. And so it feels cluttered where if you had some furniture that had closed sides or cabinet doors or something, or even maybe traded out that open shelving for a dresser so you could close up all of those things away out of sight, it would feel like it was more put together. Those are some of the things that I think about when I'm in a space. What is making it feel overwhelming to this person, to this mama? What makes it feel like you can't keep up? Is it that you have too much stuff? Is it that the stuff you have doesn't really work for the space that you have now? Is it that there's no clear defined purpose for this room? Does this room have no purpose? Is it just the room where everybody comes and drops all their things because Nobody really knows what to do with this space. Let's give the space a purpose so we know what is supposed to belong in here. Um, the other thing is, that gets really overwhelming is toys. And my rule of thumb is if you, as the mama, can't clean it up in five to 10 minutes by yourself and your kids can't clean it up in 20 minutes, it's too much. You shouldn't have that much out for them to have to be cleaning up for an hour or for you to have to be cleaning up the same room for 30 minutes, just picking things up off the floor. Now, I'm not talking about tiny Legos. That's a whole nother world. <laughs> we'll talk about that in another episode. I'm just talking about the basic toys and the basic items that are in the room for toddlers and little ones. Those, they should be able to pick up their room, clean up their space in 15 minutes really by themselves, they should be able to clean it up and put everything away in 15 minutes. And if they can't do that, then there's more stuff in there than they can keep up with. So we can do a toy rotation where you take certain stuff out and just simplify it so that there's only a few items in there, or you can get rid of stuff, or you can move the things out that are really difficult to, um, things that really need supervision that have tons of pieces and parts and that are choking hazards for little babies. Those pieces, I would just move those out and move them away from where they can have access to them unless it's supervised. That way it's immediately cleaned up and not something that gets left and dumped and mixed in with other things because that's where it gets overwhelming. I love having a big playroom, a basement playroom or a bonus room playroom. I love having that as an option when you have several children. And especially if you're working from home, they need a place where they can be. But it needs to be easy to manage. And if they can't manage it on their own, or if you, both of you, you and the kids can't go in there and clean it up in 20 minutes, what do, why do we have, what is the purpose of having that much stuff? It's stressful at this point. If you cannot clean it up in just a few minutes of time, then it's too much stuff. The other thing that I want to tell you is that we also, I also recommend doing cleanup stages. So before you go outside, you clean it up. Before you go to eat, you clean it up. Before you go to bed, you clean it up. Any of these times when you're going to leave the room and you know you're going to be out of the room for a certain amount of time, 
go ahead and clean up the room before you go out. Give a five to 10 minute warning. Hey, we're getting ready to, um, lunch is almost ready. We're going to need to clean up. Hey, it's going to be time to play outside. We need to get that room cleaned up so you can go out and play with your friends. Whatever it is, you've got to give several times a day. If you wait and let it get so piled up that everything is all over the floor and it's been two weeks since it's been cleaned up or two months since it's been cleaned up, that's overwhelming for anybody. Like you go in there and you don't even want to clean it up. Why would your kids want to clean it up? Why would your kids even want to be in there if it makes you feel overwhelmed and anxious and stressed just looking at it? They're going to fight if there's too much mess. It's stressful. So kids are going to have less um, patience with each other because it's a stressful situation. They're going to fight with each other. They're going to argue over things. So if you simplify the toys and simplify the mess, then it makes it so that they're going to, it gives them a better opportunity to play nicely together. And if you have more open-ended play items like miscellaneous Legos instead of kits and stuff that are only supposed to be used a certain way, then they're going to use their imaginations. They're going to be more creative. They're going to play with each other and have better conversations with each other. They're going to need to include each other to make the games be really meaningful. And it really, it really does make a huge difference. So with my kids, when I, when they were little, I've shared this in a couple of episodes before, but we had just a couple of categories and I rotated them out. Sometimes we would have superheroes, Sometimes we would have more of the dinosaurs and animals or um, play kitchen or dress up or whatever specifics there were. We rotated through those toys so they had a couple of different things that are similar enough um, to, to play in a similar way and keep their imaginations going. But then those other items that are similar in category would be put up for a week or two and then when they got bored of these toys we would just once I found that they were coming out of the playroom more frequently um, asking me questions or wanting to do something else then I would rotate the toys again and that would keep their interest longer so that was my cue when they started to leave the room or get frustrated with each other or they were just kind of acting bored in there or doing things that weren't really appropriate like jumping off of the bed or you know jumping off of the furniture instead of playing with the toys, then I would rotate the toys and that would get them entertained and their brains would be um, inspired to play again. So that was my cue to rotate toys and get them something different to uh, keep their minds active. Also playing some fun toddler music in there or some educational music in there, different songs or uh, just something that would keep them listening. We had some story time CDs that we played in there and that just kept them entertained and kept them happier in the space. But when we had all of the toys in the space, they were going to be fighting. There was going to be frustration. It was going to be tears when it was time to clean up. Nobody wants to deal with that. So let's have it less stuff. Um, The other thing I used to do was use baby gates to block off the doorways to contain the little ones as much as possible. I would block them into the playroom. I didn't let the babies come out. They had to ask permission to come out. And that made me alert to check it. When I heard them at the gate, then I would know I need to go check the space and see if it's cleaned up and they're ready to come out. Um, The, oh, one other thing that keeps you from feeling overwhelmed is 
having your meals planned and ready early enough that you can clean up the kitchen before bed. If you're not meal planning, then you're going to feel stressed and overwhelmed at night trying to get everything done at the end of the day. It does make you feel overwhelmed. And if you are not eating properly, mama, if you are not eating nutritious food, you are going to struggle with uh, keeping yourself balanced, keeping your emotions regulated and everything when you are starving yourself of valuable and vital nutrients. So make sure that you are using nutritious food for your meals and for your children as well. I know that anytime I would clean and prep my meals every time, I always clean up about 70% of it before I even sit down at the table. While it's still doing that final cooking process, I'm cleaning everything that I used before then. So that it's easy to clean up this, the dishes from the table and then put the food away after the meal. That's easy. But if you're cleaning up an entire kitchen's worth of dishes after the meal, nobody wants to go in and do that. So do as much of that cleanup prep while you are cooking. And I start cooking my meals as soon as my kids get home from school. I'm doing this at like 3.30, 4 o'clock in the afternoon. At 4 o'clock, I'm in the kitchen prepping meals when I'm doing this well. When I do this well, (laughs) that is when I start. And I can tell on those days, my kids are so much happier. I am so much happier. I feel like my whole house feels like it flows a lot better when I'm doing this and doing that meal is prepped at 4 p.m. It's starting. Like I'm in the kitchen at 4, getting ready for dinner, going through and getting all the stuff cooking. It's on the stove at 4.30 and we can eat at 5 or we can save it and have it later, but it's ready. It's so much easier to heat something up than it is to start cooking at 6 7 o'clock when everybody's already hangry and tired and cranky and you know you got to get everything done at the end of the day before the kids go to school the next day or before work. And I also focus on focusing on what we eat, what we eat and making sure that it's nutritious and then simplifying the ingredients so I can make my ground beef at the beginning of the week and I can use it all week long or same for chicken. If I cook my chicken at the beginning of the week, I can make all kinds of meals throughout the week and I don't have to use it all right away. Once it's cooked and prepped, I can freeze it in the freezer and then I can pull it out and it's an easy grab and go, throw it in the soup. It's already cooked and chopped and shredded or chicken or um, already ground beef that's sauteed and cooked up and ready to go. Like then I can make spaghetti or tacos or chili or whatever I wanted to make. (laughs) It just makes it so much easier if you do prepping. Go ahead and double your meals. If you're making it one round, it's just as quick to make it the second round. Double up that meal so that you have some leftovers and you can put it in the freezer for a day that you don't have time to do these things. Doing that saves so much time and simplifying your ingredients like my spaghetti noodles. My husband really loves the bigger, thicker noodles. So we do linguine noodles and then I use those in spaghetti. I use them as chicken noodle soup. I do them in like a stir fry kind of thing (laughs) and all kinds of different fun ways to use the same noodles, the same meats. You just season it a little bit differently. Um, The same thing for rice or whatever it is that you're making. Your, um, Your chili on Monday can be a taco bowl or taco salad on Tuesday. Wednesday, it can be chili mac and cheese. 
Thursday. It's nachos. Like, make it fun. Like, just change it up a little bit. Make it just enough different that it feels like a new meal. Add some fresh vegetables with it. Like, we put some guacamole or avocado and um, some tomatoes and different fun foods in there. Some shredded carrots. Just whatever your kids and your family is going to enjoy eating. And make it a little different. These are some of the things that we do as a family that really do take the overwhelm out of the week. And it makes it easier to handle my entire family when we are well fed. Um, so if you don't have time for breakfast in the morning, throw a smoothie together. We got magic bullets so that my kids could make smoothies easy for themselves. And they can make that in the morning. They can make it after school when they get home. So they're getting nutritious foods. Um, we swapped out the snacks, like the crackers and that sort of snacky stuff that just says empty calories. And we put fruits and veggies. My kids will tear up a veggie tray. <laughs> they will, anything that they can dip their um, dip in those toddler years, if they can dip it, they're going to eat it. So they will just dip away at that hummus or <laughs> what ranch, whatever you want to put in there. And we make, um, we do the ranch with a yogurt. So it's more nutritious and just try and do some fun things. You can even make a sweet dip with yogurt and honey and, um, you can even put some or some cinnamon or whatever else you wanted to put in there. But make these things fun and make it something that's going to really add nutrition to their diet and change it up. Let them help in the kitchen if they help cut stuff. My kids love chopping vegetables with the table knife. <laughs> I love that. They've been doing that since they were two with supervision. Like they sit right next to me. They stand on their little steppy stool and they're right next to me on the counter chopping the vegetables. Um, little kids are amazing at getting that skin off the garlic. So give that toddler the garlic and let them get the garlic peeled for you. They're so good at that and they feel like they're helping and they love it. And if they chop it up, they chop it up. If not, whatever, you can chop it up. It's fine. <laughs> but they have so much fun with it. Give them a celery stick and let them chop that up. Give them a cucumber, whatever, something that they can do to be helpful in the kitchen and keep them entertained and they're going to want to try it more uh, if they're helping. Keeping yourself um, fueled, getting rid of the clutter, and simplifying as much as possible. Those are my <laughs> those are my solutions for taking care of the overwhelm. Simplify the laundry. Simplify the toys and the clutter and the, the spaces in your home. And simplify the foods and prioritize the stuff that is nutritious. Um, and also... Make sure you're scheduling it into your week, like meal planning, making sure that you're getting that done at a reasonable time during the day. Those are my top tips for how to keep it from being overwhelming as a mom when you are surprised with the baby, because I know, <laughs> I know how that is. And I know how overwhelming it is when you have several kids already that you feel like you just have your hands full every day as it is and to add another kid in oh my goodness what are you going to do well here's what you're going to do you are going to manage your home mama you are going to take charge and you are going to get it done if you need any help i am here for you you can reach me at 980-389-0399 that is my phone you can call text leave a message whatever it is on there you can email me at organized fabulous 
podcast at gmail.com or join us in the Facebook group at How to Declutter, Organize, Style, and Design for Overwhelmed Moms. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. And to you, my beautiful listener, I hope that this answered your question. And if you have any specific questions, feel free to send them in. I'd love to answer them on a podcast. Take care, guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Simplified and Fabulous Mom Life Podcast. We would love to hear from you. Our podcast hotline for U.S. is 980-389-0399. You can share your tips and tricks, topic suggestions, ask questions, and let me know if we should answer any of these on the air. For other ways to connect, you can reach us at jmorganizingspaces.com. Thanks for listening to this episode. Did I say it right?